Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I go over the entire week of pro wrestling with... Our good friend, Justin Labar. Also, we talk MLW with Court Bauer. And we talk to mother-to-be as we get close to Mother's Day with the chief brandy officer. That's right, Brandy Rose, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Justin, uh, it's good to have you here. And a lot to talk about, as always, in the, in the world of pro wrestling. And first and foremost, let's get into what took place Wednesday night with Blood and Guts. Uh... How about this? AEW number one on cable with the key demo of 18 to 49. So what did you think of what we saw Wednesday night from AEW? I, I'm not surprised by this number. You know, when the show was done, I, I, you know, I'd said to myself, probably tweeted such, you know, that this would be, if not the best uh, viewership number, they'd be close to it. And that's what they are. They're close to it. I thought it was a really good show. Um Obviously, there's a glaring you know, critique that a lot of people have, but I don't think that needs to define this entire two-hour show. I thought, for the most part, I thought, I mean, again, looking at, obviously, it's built around the blood and guts match. It's built around that cage match in hour two, and I was just so impressed. All 10 guys worked their ass off. I was, yeah. so many things about it I loved. I love the uniform look of, of you know, the inner circle and the prison jumpsuits. Uh, yeah. pinnacle into pristine white um you know i love the uh i i love the fact that they went zero to 60 sammy and dax started and they did not let up that pace sustained the entire time even through commercial breaks the picture in picture uh on you know the, the story was there on and on paper the story and the finish was there uh overall this was a really really good show you know obviously the largest crowd they've had since the pandemic 1500 people i think they were at like something like 40 percent capacity for the venue uh and so i'm happy that that's the that that's the show that they got to bring these fans back for because i mean that's a hell of a match to watch i don't know live watching those kind of cage matches uh you know double ring uh, you know cage live i'm not you know maybe it's but definitely for the million people watching at home who got up close and personal right there in the cage uh, a hell of a show great job AEW. And, and, and the rating, too. Now, that's three out of four weeks since making, uh, you know, NXT has moved off Wednesdays that they've had over a million viewers. So, and you look at NXT's rating from this past Tuesday, I think it's safe to assume the best move for both shows. Absolutely. You know, uh, not making the audience have to choose live in the moment. Absolutely. It's been, it's been the best for both, as we can see, uh, especially NXT, I, I feel like. 
I feel like they are um, not, not not that they not that they content, not that they entirely weren't when they were sharing Wednesdays with AEW, but I feel like NXT really is just moving at their own pace. I feel like it is such a clean pro wrestling show. You know, they build characters, they have entertaining segments, but it's not overbooked. They leave you a little bit more for next week. You don't necessarily have to see everybody live each week. Maybe maybe just a little quick vignette of them will do, and let's get somebody else out there. I just think uh, NXT is probably the cleanest show, in my opinion, of any of the shows of anything. Each week in pro wrestling, I think it's the cleanest two hours uh, of, of of telling stories and also giving you good matches. So I'm I'm really glad uh, that they are you know doing that and they're unopposed on Tuesdays the way they are on cable. I agree with that. Um, what, really quick, oh, in, go ahead, Mark. In, I'm sorry, Dave. No, no, what, Mark. What's please. going on, Justin? Uh, as it relates to uh, how Kenny Omega is representing the titles. Uh, there's been some, you know, even Bully uh, had some, you know, choice words to say about how the titles are being presented. Is is there any drama or any brewing or any uh, backswell that you're hearing about the way the titles are being presented? Well, I, I did hear Bully's comments, and I've I've heard other people throughout the wrestling industry, whether they're talent, whether they're the people that work in, you know, just been in behind the scenes situations and some can relate and see exactly what bully was saying. I, I definitely feel in my opinion that AEW is, is, is making out the most here. I, you know, I, I, I even go back to this with the relationship with the whole impact with, you know, and then Kenny's now the impact champion. I feel like AEW is just, they're gaining everything here. I, I don't feel some of these other companies that, uh, that Kenny is acquiring belts from and he's being this belt collector. I, I don't know if they're getting the rub or the benefit out of it that they thought they were going to get out of paper or thought they get when the idea is first pitched. I, I definitely just feel like AEW is just, you know, they, they, they have, they have, they have the biggest play, the big plat, platform of TNT. They're doing a million uh, viewers each week. Now I feel like, you know, they're getting to send, they're going to come in here. That, that looks good for these other companies want to work with them, want to work with Kenny Omega, who many revere is the, is the best bell to bell performer right now. Um, I, 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 but I, so I, I can kind of understand comments like bully made and, and other people that I've heard that it, it does kind of feel like AEW's, I mean, they're a step above everybody, but I don't feel like the benefit and the rub is, I don't necessarily feel like it's an equal two way street. Some of these working relationships, it's in not. my opinion, from how I see it now, you know, Kenny has the belts. Eventually the belts, you know, have to be lost at some point. So maybe when the stories continue to unfold, maybe I'll look back differently six months and go, okay, it, it, it did come out and, and benefited everybody. But right now this definitely does feel very one-sided AEW and Kenny are benefiting. Everybody else is just kind of, um, just kind of second, second tier, second fiddle. Well, I, I, if, if I own one of the companies that had the title, I would be sending, uh, one of my heavy hitters there every week for him to have a match with. So, you know, it's, if that match is five minutes long or 15 minutes long, I need to get a quality match for my brand from one of my combatants every week on either Impact or on AEW. So, I like, agree. You got to represent the titles with uh, uh, an outstanding talent. Otherwise, you might as well have a toilet bowl hanging around your neck. I'm kind of torn. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm kind of torn. I know, Mark, your your passion about it. Bully was certainly passionate about it on the show yesterday. But I kind of look at it like this. You look at the ratings for Impact, they're up. You look at their last pay-per-view. It is the biggest pay-per-view and buys that the company has ever had since switching over from TNA to Impact. 
And the show is consistently a really good show. So you would hope that this relationship and maybe, and it's definitely one sided, but you would hope that more eyes are on impact wrestling that now, Hey, they've made new fans that more people are going to watch that show. And there's so much more going on other than just the main event. When you look at the women's division, like Mark, you were talking about Moose and, and Cowboy James Storm. You know, maybe they are winning over a, an entire new fan base because of this relationship with AEW. Well, they debuted a new character. Um, the the young woman from Japan, um, I, I think, is going to be an exceptional talent. Uh, NXT debuted. Um, what the hit factory, uh, what, what I can't remember what the name, um, you know, Swerve Scott's his entourage, if you will, yep. mm-hmm. like, uh, there, there's, there's new things that are coming in on NXT. Same thing is, is, is happening, um, with AEW It's coming down the pipeline. Like they, they're a young company. I think that we, because they have great talent and because they've done so well, that we feel like that's as good as it's going to get. It's not. Like, they're going to get better when people actually give a damn about those characters, win, lose, or draw. And who who else do you introduce? Who could be a shot in the arm? Who can make suggestions that will make the rest of the talent better? Who can acquire more talent? When can you get past the, well, we want AEW talent. We don't want uh, new talent coming in. I, I, I think I saw Chris Jericho lobby to have Samoa Joe come over to uh, AEW. Do you have any, any, any word on what happened with that? He's a hot free agent. It's 2021, yeah. Mark, and you got Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan supposedly as free agents. What a what a time! And and there's no company that'll turn them away. Um, that that those it's 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 kind of like the it's kind of like the fun free agency of of an off season. Of it's they're the hot ones to watch. Where they're going to end up, who knows? I mean, I think um, you know, and I think somebody to keep in mind. You have Samoa Joe and, and Daniel Bryan both. You know, uh, as we assume, as best we know right now, free agents. But I, let's not forget about Ring of Honor in the conversation. Ring of Honor, where these two guys have great history, and Ring of Honor's making getting ready to make their comeback now. You know, they they sat it out during this pandemic, but uh, you know they're getting ready to. I think they're going to have a, a a good second half of twenty twenty one. So I, we can't forget about you know them possibly being in the mix of a conversation of a phone call for a Joe or Brian to take. So, but yeah, I did see you know Jericho very open to having some Joe, and again, who wouldn't? Everybody would be open yeah. to having either of them. Yeah. You know, it's and it's interesting because you bring up Daniel Bryan, and and we got to get Daniel Bryan on the show at some point because you know what he's doing is he's kind of playing the field. It almost feels like an NFL free agent where in interviews he's dropping little hints here and there, like the Kenny Omega hint, like oh I'd love to get into the ring with Kenny Omega because I'm sure the WWE must be sweating bullets. You know, Daniel Bryan's one of their most popular wrestlers, and he was just in your main event at WrestleMania and he killed it with Roman Reigns last week. Like if I'm the WWE priority, number one has to be trying to get uh, Daniel Bryan back in the fold though. Absolutely. Like you just said, I mean, he was just in your WrestleMania main event. I mean, Daniel, you know, look, uh, no, no disrespect to, to Miro, to Christian cage, to, to Paul white. 
Um, I mean, I you know Daniel Bryan shows up on AEW. I mean, that's I, I mean that's that's, that's right there on the Jericho Ooh. level of, of credibility of of uh, of being in the company. Yeah, you know Bryan's you know he he's. He's his own man. He's not a guy that lives in this crazy, lavish lifestyle. So money's going to be the answer to everything. You know, he's he's embedded in the WWE family. You know, his wife's you know always going to be involved uh, in, in the, under the brand. His what stepfather in law is head of talent relations again, Johnny yep. Ace. So I mean, there's a lot of personal connections. But again, Brian is is his own guy. And I think what probably and I don't I don't think Brian's done wrestling. I think he knows he still has some matches left in him, but he knows that there are fewer, and he's gonna he wants to get, get the most out of the bumps in the matches. And I think what what intrigues the most is fresh matchups. Is doing something new. This is a guy who a couple years ago uh, was was you know when he was doing his uh, the heel Daniel Bryan with 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 Rowan as a side and the whole you know green environments. You know he at that time backstage he was pushing for guys like Graham Metalik to get more airtime and more ring time and, and to work matches with guys like him. He loves fresh matchups. He loves wrestling. So you know they're on Raw and SmackDown. There's not a ton of fresh matchups that are there that they haven't gone down and already done. He could go to Tuesday if they would let the investment of what they paid Dan O'Brien, if they were okay with him being utilized on Tuesday. I'm sure he would love the fresh matchups of what he could do in NXT, and maybe and he mm-hmm. definitely would move the needle on Tuesday. Whether or not business-wise the office would you know, okay that, I don't know. Maybe Mark could offer insight. So I think, yeah, WWE is going to want to lock him down because fresh matchups are what's probably intriguing him, and there's a lot of other companies at play right now with a lot of fresh, exciting matchups uh, and some companies that have money to pay Dan O'Brien, most notably – AEW. Well, you when a Daniel Bryan comes up, you make the money available. If you got to cut yeah. two other people, um, then you you acquire that talent. They're they're just you know better. They invoke a better thought process, and in the ring, they can develop and make another talent even better. Uh, so you you have to do that. Like you can't let that kind of moment pass. Uh, you can say the same thing for um, people developing talent and acquiring talent. Um, you know, right now there's about four people that I'm I'm working with that they're not ready for mainstream wrestling right now, but in a year they're going to be big time talents because I just I know what that looks like and. I'm hoping, and one Olympian, like just waiting on this Olympics to be over so she could come in and and show the world what she's working with. And brother, yes, sir, a whole lot of Rosie. But I'm just saying, (laughs) um, I'm looking forward to the stigma at AEW of, well, we want to just have our, develop our AEW guys. We don't want WWE guys. We don't want, people from other wrestling companies. We want a homegrown. If that was the case, your ass would be on TV right now. I'm not going to wait on people at dark to develop and become a star. Pia, get off the pot. Like, if you want to be a star, wake up. Start being a star. Because I'm going to tell you, I saw yesterday on Impact, Two guys that have been sitting in catering steal the wrestling business this week. James Storm and Moose. They've had a little interaction, but they haven't got the main time on the TV in forever. And James Storm just made a comment on Twitter. 
He's like, man, I would love to come on Busted Open right now and talk to you guys, but I'm getting on a plane. That's People the old ex- wait a second. Wait, that's show. the old excuse. That's the I've I've heard that from every wrestler in the book. The old they're I'd always love to traveling. come on, but I got where you go traveling. Where you going? It's not they're not making it up. James, you Storm, you're, he's James freaking Storm. He can tell the flight attendants, "Hey, wait a second, I gotta finish this call and bust it open before they make him turn the that, phone off." You're James that's Storm. That's right up there with Gabby right. saying, I'm, "I gotta wash my hair." That's right up there with my wife saying, "I got a headache." Come on. Oh, no, please. Mark, back to back to Brian real quick. I'd love to get your insight to this. So, you know, if if, if they work out a deal with Brian, WB, that is, let's say they get him saying it's basically kind of like a part time certain deal in terms of how much he's got to work. But he says, look, I want fresh matchups. I'd like to go try and do some stuff in NXT. If you're the office, can you justify paying Daniel Bryan money? For him to go on, you know, what some still consider the, the, the secondary level of NXT, but if it keeps him away from mm. signing other companies, is that just yes. you? Yes, sometimes subtraction by addition and 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 vice versa works. If I don't want AEW to acquire that talent, then I'm gonna say, Hey man, can we roll back your deal and pay you this and you only work fifty days, fifty shows or fifty uh, impressions or whatever. Like, yeah, you, if you don't want the other people to get them, you look at the NFL. Why do you have signing periods? You only have so many, so much time to sign free agents. And then once you get past that period, you can't sign nobody else. You can't release a talent. There's a time, like right now, you need to unload guys that are not going to be used that have so much against the cap right after the draft is over. And I forget how many days that is, but you have to get rid of those talents. And people trade them, cut them. They're releasing guys right now that can really play. Yeah. Villanueva got released. He got signed the next day. And he's going to be a starter because they have enough cap space to sign that guy. That's the, the wrestling has not mastered that. We we haven't in the pro wrestling business said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna sign this guy and just hold on to him so nobody else will get him. And you try to work him in, but the, all of these ninety day clauses to not have people go anywhere, it's it's ninety days. That's 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 about the only rule that there is in pro wrestling as it relates to contractual obligation. That's the only one. So uh, wait the ninety days and go sign with whoever you want to. It's the it's the fans and the talent that have to stop with this foolishness about W AEW signing WWE guys. They're not W. Once you get fired. You're not a WWE guy. You're a free agent. Dumbasses. You're not. You're a free agent. You're one of the one of the top wrestlers at and in, in your skill set on the planet. Go and do your job wherever that job may be. There's so much loyalty that I've seen guys have, myself included over 25 years, sometimes loyalty is not reciprocated. 
then you have to say, hey, am I working here because you don't want me to go nowhere else? Because my deal is up and I want to work. I want a job. So many talents feel that way. So it's it's not really about whether it can happen. It should happen, Justin. Daniel Bryan is a transcendent talent, and I will sign Daniel Bryan and pay him active wrestler talent money to be a producer. Yeah. So nobody else won't get him. Yeah. I mean, if I, I had would. to bet, I don't I don't think he goes anywhere else. I think they I think for all the reasons you just said, they find a way to keep him. Um but you know, again, the fact that he's not again that, that he is somebody who's so you know he's just his own person. He's you know he's a guy that you know at one point I remember him saying in an interview, uh, you know he didn't even have a TV. He's, you know, he's just a different kind of guy. He's and so he's not one. Like I said, it's not one. It's just going to be drawn away with just a paycheck. It's going to have to be all the other right reasons too. But I think WWE will will find a way to to hold on to him. Like you said, even if it's even if it's having to pay him uh, more money, if it says, hey, I just I want to help coach. I want to help go down to the PC and coach and 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 help lead the next generation and you got to pay him more money than you're paying other coaches. If that's what it takes to keep him happy and not showing up in Jacksonville or showing up in Tokyo or wherever. Um, yeah, that's, 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 well, what it's I mean, that's, be, but. that's, that's basically what it is, man. And Daniel Bryan is not the only one. There's about five other people that I know right now that I talked to before that they're on the cusp of saying, you know what, man, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there in the market. You look at what happened with Big Show. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use them. Why pay them, you know, X amount of dollars to sit on the bench? Some people don't want to be sat on the bench. Sure. Some people want to go and work. I want to go, man, I, my creative juices, like I start rubbing my chest. Like it feels good when you get out there. You start, it's, it's art. It's like people that paint. Are you a painter or, or a musician? When when you when you strumming a guitar and you're 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 a guitar player, you're 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 a, a, a musical artist, and and you get the guitar and you're playing it and you you feel in your own element, you feel good about yourself. The hell with everybody else. You feel good about yourself. Wrestler, there are wrestlers out there that could really go. They're being held back because they're. They're using other people at the moment. And if they don't want to use you, look at Joe. I don't think that that um, that Joe was was ran off. And, and maybe we should have Joe on and talk about it. But I think Joe was like, listen, I, I'm, I only got maybe five years left to wrestle at this level. I need to go and do it. Well, is that what we heard in the Savage, Randy Savage documentary? Like Randy Savage, the WWF wanted yeah. Vince McMahon just wanted to use him as commentator. He's like, no, I, I want to get back in the ring and wrestle. And he, and he left. You know, you have that option just like you did back then with WCW. You have that option now with AEW and other companies. And, and why yeah. look at the talent that leaves as the bad guy? Come on, guys, stop doing that. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Like, you can be loyal so much time before you have to, you're going to take, okay, put it like this. You make 300 grand a year. 
And I'm putting that lightly because a lot of people make way more than that. You make 300 grand a year. And they say, well, we're not using you. We only want to use you in some promos and some on the announce table. We'll pay you 150. But you've been getting 300 for the last X amount of years. Now you got to taper your lifestyle down. You got a kid in a $40,000 a year private school. You got a house that, you know, requires heavy upkeep. If you live in that gated community, you're going to take the pay cut when somebody else over there across the street wants to pay you that same amount or more because they see what you are and they want to use you. Now, who's that unfair to? The company or the talent? The talent. And we're, you know, we're, we're, we're poor people in radio. So we hear 300 grand. We're like, woohoo! Awesome! But for them and their job description, that's no money. Because there's people doing the same thing and they're making 700. And there's people above them that make a million. And that guy looks in the mirror and goes, I'm better than him. Everybody knows I'm better than him. All you got to do is plug me in and let me do what I can do. Hey, Mark, you're a hall of, you're a hall of famer in radio. Well, right. thank you. You have a ring and you're on radio, so don't 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 be. I study, uh, you know. I study hard, and I love what I do, and I love what I talk about. I'm passionate about wrestling. You can hear it, and I'm going to give you that inside track as a talent because I was one, and. It's not always going to be fair. And if I was a boss, I would tell people, look, I can't, Justin, man, I, I, I know you're as valuable as Stephen A. Smith, but I can't pay you Stephen A. Smith money. You, you haven't proven to me that you can do that yet. Now, you can prove it to me, and I'll pay you next year, or I'll pay you the year after. Prove it to me. I want to do it. That means we're really killing it. But that's not what the way it is. That's not the way it is. There are guys that like a Justin Labar, who is really, really good on radio. Great. Dave LaGreca could do anything, football, basketball, baseball, entertaining. But they're not given the opportunity to go do that. Dave, big ups. We found out Dave got more talent every week. He just went in the wrestling arena and killed it. Sold more tickets than a company's ever done before. It's not an everyday wrestler. What's going to happen tomorrow? That's, that's what we're looking for in pro wrestling. All of us. We want to see if those people can actually do it or not, give them the opportunity. Or like I said earlier, my grandmother used to say, look, you need to pee or get off the pot. <laughs> that's, that's where we are. Pay up or don't be mad when they sign with somebody else. Loyalty only goes so far. 
you gotta you gotta pay the people and you gotta put them on TV so they can show you their worth. That's that's all I gotta say about it. Wow. Mark on a Mark on a rant. King like size it. rant. King size rant from Mark Henry because He's got that length. Uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin. That's what he does. You. That's what he does. That's, that's what you, I Justin. do. <laughs> Justin, thank you very much. Appreciate the time as always. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Justin, have a great weekend, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGrega, Mark Henry. Mark's got his king-size Snickers. I have my fun-size Snickers. But it's time to change gears, if you will, and let's bring in our good friend from MLW, the one and only Court Bauer. Court, good morning to you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Dave, uh, you still got some bruising going on there? I still got some. I don't know if you got if you got the chance to to take a look at it, but uh, I took a beat, and but I kept on ticking. Well, you know, you got to take it easy at your age, dude. I'm going to be fifty in July. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, you're definitely right about that. So, Court, man, a lot to talk about with you when it comes to MLW, 
and especially the message that we got from Boyle Heights this past episode uh, as we get closer and closer to July 10th in Philly. Seems like a lot's going on in the world of MLW. Yeah, so our season finale was on Wednesday, and we wanted to really pack in a lot and kind of sprinkling some breadcrumbs for the new season and what's on the horizon for, for Jacob Fat too, in the World Heavyweight title picture with Alex Hammerstone. And, of course, the 2021 Open Draft, we're going to introduce an expanded roster. And, yeah, we had a title switch with uh, Myron Reed, Reed becoming the two-time World yep. Middleweight Championship. And then kind of like an Avengers post credit scene with the return of a very familiar, very powerful man from the, uh, the old days, the old neighborhood of Boyle Heights in, uh, well, let's just call him El Jefe for now, but there'll be more on that soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And that was one hell of a cliffhanger. And, you know, he mentioned about July 10th in Philly. So it seemed things are, the landscape is about to change as we enter the summer uh, for MLW court. Yeah, yeah, and budgets and everything, uh, thanks to some of the deals that have been closing. It's, yep. you know, we started this thing up in 2017 in a itty-bitty nightclub where we hosted Wally Mania in 2017 in Orlando. And, you know, four years later, uh, we landed uh, Vice TV. Uh, we have some other media rights deals in the mix, and, you know, we're trying to you know, battle it out with two billionaires in this very competitive space and find our lane, and we're doing it. It's been exciting. It's been thrilling. It's been crazy. Uh, you know, now being a part uh, of the Vice family, and we were talking about Dark Side of the Ring before, Court, and now there seems to be, you know, a, a heavy element to Vice with pro wrestling and obviously MLW being a part of it. How does it feel being a part of this family and having a consistent home for MLW? Yeah, you know, we, we are we're thrilled to be with Vice. You know, they get wrestling. They see the unique stories, the larger-life characters, and they've seen it perform really well. And so they've explored this in the past. They've had discussions with different people, and they felt ultimately at this moment in time, it's a great time to just, with wrestling so hot, let's let's do this. And they thought that our, our particular product really meshed well because of the kind of music we put into the show. Culturally, they felt it really connected and meshed with what they do at Vice. Um, you know, of course, I would love to have Action Bronson maybe in the Battle Riot one, one year. You know, we'll see where things go. But we're excited by it. And, and you know, we're continuing to, to do other things and have other meetings, too. So, you know, people think we're done. No, we're, we're, still, we're still doing some things. It's like the NBA is on TNT and ESPN or you know, NFL is on ABC, Fox, CBS, NBC, and Amazon, and you name it. Like, we're not done. We're still in the hunt mm-hmm. on deals. Uh, because the more options I have, the better. I mean, imagine if an, EC, an ECW uh, 20 years ago had something beyond just TNT, or I guess it was TNN at, the point, at that point in time, or you know, Impact, when they had some dicey times with Spike TV, had another option or two. Like, that creates leverage, also gives more eyes, you know, gives fans access to the product, gives more eyes, puts more eyes on it. So that's what we're all about now, is just maximizing awareness. We no longer want to be the best kept secret in the thing. Court, you, you, this is Mark Henry here. You, um, I don't know if you you heard about our fantasy uh, drafting. Uh, no, I think. Uh, listen, this is gonna float your boat, brother. <laughs> I have I have the Von Ericks as my tag. Smart man. <laughs> hey man, they are. They've come so far from Noah, where they started out, like eight, nine years ago. I mean, people don't realize they were trained by 
uh, not only the, the dojo over there in Japan, but Harley Race. And uh, I was just talking to Marshall. He had a great Harley Race story how when they rolled up to uh, Kansas to train with uh, Harley in his camp, Harley, I think at that time, may have been in a wheelchair, maybe not you know, permanently, but more or less. And he goes up to the car and he goes to shake Marshall's hand. And he gets him kind of in a sugar hold and just pulls him almost out of the car with just wow. a handshake alone. And Marshall, the six foot three guy, goes, ah! Harley was a very capable guy. And uh, the Von Erics have had some great training. We're, we're blessed to have him. I, I, I don't put that past him whatsoever. <laughs> I loved Harley. Uh, I actually went to a few of his camps. Uh, he reminded me a lot of Stu Hart. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. you know, he, would, he would get out of that wheelchair and stand on the apron and come in and do stuff with the wrestlers. Bro, like, that's some special stuff. And, and all those guys that have trained under him, uh, Harley, Stu, and, you know, everybody like those guys should be privileged, should feel privileged that they got that kind of tutelage. Yeah, it's a very special kind of lost art. I mean, certain things that you just can't pick up today at any school, they were they were allowed to have that. You were allowed to have that opportunity. And um, a lot of people don't realize that uh, their grandfather, Fritz, was trained by Stu. And so you think about all these families that are still very relevant to this very day, 60, 70 years ago, uh, they were with people in the dungeon like Fritz, a young guy getting stretched by Stu Hart. Yeah, I, I I love the fact that, you know, to go back to you guys being on Vice, um, Vice has a different kind of audience, kind of all in all. You got the weed shows, you got the food shows, you got shows yeah. with rappers uh, on food shows and rappers doing uh, the most expensivest, you know, like, <laughs> like what what is the character in wrestling that's going to be a vice-like character. Who is the most vice yeah. wrestler on your roster? That's a great question. I mean, like over the years, we've had some really interesting and eclectic guys that, like we've had guys on our show that have smoked blunts and stuff and have done like backwards promotion and stuff. So, you know, we aren't afraid to be renegades like that. But I think guys like Jordan Oliver, who's like just like 22-year-old, uh, up and coming guys like just perfect for that audience. That's the audience watching Vice, um, and so you know guys like Myron Reed too. I think are perfect for that. Yeah, for that network. You know, so you know it, it's just important. To, you know, for us, we we don't script our promos. We want our guys to speak from their heart. We give them kind of a, a, a game plan for what we're looking for. We'll sometimes give them a suggestion or two, but we want them speaking and want it to feel organic. We want it to feel here and now. We want it to feel relevant, and when you do that. Uh, I think it, it meshes well culturally, it, not just with Vice, but in, in the world. You know, if you have a guy that's like 40 years old that doesn't really come from your kind of background, how can you be a ventriloquist for someone? It, it, mm -hmm. it, it's stilted. It feels it, you don't get the energy from the crowd that, that they don't you don't have that connection. Uh, so we really, you know, we have great talented people like Alex Greenfield, who's the head of SmackDown at one point. You know, he's a producer for us. And so he takes the quality he has learned over the years and applies it to, you know, working with guys and promos and stuff and how you package things. He was very involved as well with, uh, when we filmed the, uh, 
the stuff with the man formerly known as Dario Cueto. You know, Alex and I directed that virtually. That was shot in Burbank about a month ago. Um, and it was a very skeleton crew. And we did, like a lot of people are doing in, in showbiz right now, you kind of do these virtual shoots due to social distancing and all that fun stuff. Uh, but you find ways to, to get the job done. And, uh, you know, it, that's, that's the craziest thing during this pandemic is just trying to be resourceful and adapt to unique things, which I don't think there's a business better at doing that than pro wrestling. Uh, when there's not a pandemic, talent, promoters, they're doing it all the time. You got Did it. you know that Alex was, was one of my guys? Yeah, well, he tells me every day. Just like Rosenberg. Uh, you yeah, Alex, Alex and Rosenberg him. both. Like, we, <laughs> we talk about wrestling the way that Dave and I talk wrestling. It's just we're yeah. doing it at home on the couch. And I, I love the fact that Alex is one of those guys that actually was responsible for them taking the handcuffs off me. Uh, promo wise uh, he was like man I, I could write stuff for Mark but the stuff that Mark says kind of is better than that what I'm saying and he says it in a way that I can't write it like that like we should just let him go and and I'm glad that he's doing that over there too because you get people's uh, some people you have to reel in because you can't have a conversation without saying the F word, a la Rip yeah. Rogers. Uh, but, like, the people that get passionate and they speak about their truth, wow, you can't you can't teach people to do that, you know? You, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to tell somebody how to be them. Yeah, and I, I think that's a big part of it, too, and what we're trying to do with Vice is, like, so many guys have such a unique journey. You don't have to like fabricate. You don't have to, you know, sit there and, and all of a sudden make them, you know, a swashbuckling pirate. You know, their 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 stories, their journeys are are, are great. They're relatable. They they get you invested. Myron Reed's like 20, 22, 22, 23. He has two kids, and he has big ambitions. And he's you know he's he's putting all the work in, and it, it's a great story. Um, there are all types of stories out there, like the Von Eric boys living in Hawaii and their, you know, their family and uh, what it means for Kevin to have his sons uh, out there representing the family and, and writing a new chapter full of hope. And, and I think that's a great story, too. There's no embellishing going on. It's like Marshall is the louder, rowdier one. And then yep. uh, Ross is more kind of cerebral. It's kind of like I always say like they're kind of like Red Heart and, and Nightheart, like, One's a little combustible, and the other one's kind of chilling the other one out sometimes. And that's that's just how those are just two brothers, and that's how they relate to each other. You can't cast that. You don't want to try to overwrite that. Um, and, and you, you know, having guys like Conan on the staff too. You know, he's really good on the mic, and he helps tell these guys like, just be yourself, man. Don't don't try any of that BS. It's not gonna it's not gonna work. Um, so it's really important to have those kind of guys. Like we have Savio Vega as an agent. Great, great experience from WWE to Puerto Rico to Japan, you name it. He's done it. Uh, and to give their different, their experience, their perspectives and help these guys along, whether it's just giving them a tip or two when they're brawling or just getting them into a place where they feel confident about what they want to try out there. Uh, it's really important to have that. You know, you don't want to be too rigid, but you have to have a system that, you know, the, the town feels comfortable kind of picking the brain of, of agents, which is important. 
Uh, Court, really quick before we let you go, and, and congratulations on everything you can watch MLW Major League Wrestling on Vice TV. Um, you know, we, we talk about the Forbidden Door with Kenny Omega. There's there's a lot of talk about a possible relationship with the WWE. I mean, you know, anything you can say about these rumors and innuendos that are getting thrown around the wrestling world? Look, it's a really interesting time in, in our business, and it's an exciting time. And I think a lot of people are looking at the business different ways and kind of seeing what the opportunities could be. Uh, and, and does it align with your goals and their goals? And how does it work? You know, and, and the bigger company you work with, you know, the more kind of you have to do a deeper dive and see how complicated and how realistic, realistic it is. Um, you know, I don't want to comment specifically on anything, but we've, we've talked to everyone. And we've talked to mm-hmm. everyone. And, you know, you just you, you got to get a feel for it. One of the biggest challenges is just straight up. Like, we're just launching on a new network. Uh, we might be launching in some other places as well. And it's like, well, what's your primary goal to your audience and to your partner? Is it to muddy it down with some crossover event and then new fans have never seen MLW don't know who's MLW guys and the other company guys. Uh, and is the partner like, wait, we just put all this marketing money behind you know, Jacob Fat too, uh, or the Von Erichs or Richard Holiday. And, and, and now who's these, who are these guys from this other channel? What, what's going on here? Why are they the priority? So, you know, you're kind of have to balance that part of the business with, you know, is it the right time to do this? And also it's like doing interpromotional stuff to me during a pandemic it's like really kind of, it's like a short-term thing. It's like you want to look long-term because uh, where's the money in doing that without a crowd? To me, you want to max that thing out and have, you're going to do this, get max out the potential to make the most amount of money, not use it as just kind of a handicap crutch creatively just to get yourself through some weird times. Um, so, you just you know, if anything and everything is possible, it just depends on, on the people in the conversation and, and in that moment. Um, and we're always, you know, having those conversations, whether it's domestic or abroad, we, we just established a relationship with Rev Pro in the UK, uh, Dragon Gate in Japan, Pro Wrestling No in Japan, New Japan and MLW do some cool stuff. And then of course, AAA in, in Mexico. So we certainly, we have, you know, it's not as big as the Mark Henry fan club probably, but it, we're, <laughs> trying to get, we're trying to compete with Rosenberg and Greeny and everyone else. Well, Court, uh, congratulations, like I said. Don't forget to tune in to MLW on Vice tomorrow. They're going to show Jacob Fatu and Brian Pillman Jr. and then a replay of the Brian Pillman uh, Dark Sider. And Court, love you, man, and thanks so much for the time. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Busted Open on Fight Nation. Sirius XM. on Wednesday nights and it's seen by a million viewers a week dynamite is what it's called and it airs on TNT and there's a girl on this wrestling show sorry Tony Khan gotta tell you she pulls all the strings brand new roads that's her name and she's a mother to be the wrestlers say branded you're a fine girl what a good mom you're gonna be though how many star wars onesies have already been purchased by cody this is busted open uh back here on busted open dave lagreca mark henry and let's bring her in can't wait to find out how she felt about that Ed Robinson oh. production. And that is Chief Brandy oh, Officer, the one and only Brandy Rhodes. Brandy, how are you this morning? I'm I'm considerably better after having heard that. First, you know, oh. when that music oh. <laughs> when, when that music starts playing, that's probably my favorite song, uh, period, end of story. For all of the egotistical reasons, I am exactly who you say I am. I love me. Uh, so, <laughs> so I hear that start playing. I'm all like, oh, that's my um, song. But you guys put a spin on it. The only part I would have to disagree with is that, you know, sorry, Tony, Brandy pulls the strings. I wish that was true. If it was, AEW would be over with by now, though, for sure. So, <laughs> so I guess it. it's fine that Tony is in charge. <laughs> well, let me well, ask the question that everyone's. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mark, but I, no, no. the question I think a lot of people want answers. How many Star Wars onesies has Cody purchased already? <laughs> so here's the thing. Cody is not a clothing, a baby clothing guy. So he has not purchased any baby clothing, but we have received in gifts a lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot, which is really good and uh, makes me happy because I think, you know, I I think that if the baby was a boy, everything, of course, would have skewed very Star Wars-esque, but it's still very important to us because, you know, Cody's made me a star Wars fan. So I, I think that, um, baby is going to be ingrained in the star Wars life. No matter. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to today, I'm going to do my Amazon shopping thing nice. and I'm going to try to find a job of the hut, like little onesie. So, <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I think that would be so cute. Like having the little baby Jabba. 
<laughs> yeah, no, she's she's got some baby Yodas. Uh, she's got some R2-D2s I can think of off the top oh, of my man. head. Yeah, pe- people people are coming with it. So I'll, well, I'll see if you can get that job of the hut. Well, we, let's let's get to the happy Mother's Day this in advance <laughs> since we won't be able to talk to you. Um, what are you looking forward to the most uh, on this Mother's Day? This first one uh, for you. Well, you know, I've dropped hints for many years now that I thought I was qualified for Mother's Day because I have all these dogs that I mother. Um, <laughs> no one's ever picked up on it, though. So, <laughs> so I've never gotten it. I've never even been told Happy Mother's Day before. So I think anything is going to be a step up this year. Um, wow. Honestly, I, I don't really... I, I feel like I don't, I don't really qualify as a mother yet anyways, cause I still don't, don't have the baby yet, but, um, you know, a card would be nice. Maybe somebody could play me a song like you guys did. That would be cool. We'll be sure to send, uh, send this one over to Cody so he can, you know, just make sure he plays it. But as, is Cody <laughs> doing his, his daddy duties, uh, with the foot massages and, uh, you know, you ringing the bell and he's coming. What What do you need, boss? You know, he's actually been pretty good with a lot of stuff like that. Like if I don't have a bell, but if I text and say, hey, you know, I need some water. I need some, you know, ice chips or whatever. It shows up pretty quick, quicker than Uber Eats. So that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Go no, he, he's pretty good. And, uh, you know, he's got the right idea in that he does not just sit around and wait for me to ask for stuff. He, he gets out of here a lot, which is good. Cause then that's, you know, I'm not coming up with random things for him. So, uh, Smart. I'm, I'm the type of person too, that I don't, I don't really like to be smothered. Like if I'm not feeling great, I want you to be aware, you know, in case, in case we need to go somewhere, doctor, hospital, whatever, but I don't want you to just stand there and stare at me because most likely the condition's not going to improve by anybody just looking at me. Well, Brandy, you got to be, you got to be happy with not just what's going to happen here in the future. And by the way, I went to Amazon myself, Mark, but I got some Star Trek onesies for the baby. Ah. It'll be a little bit different. Go down another route, get some Star <laughs> Trek merchandise out there for the baby. But I mean, AEW, uh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, three out of four weeks, over a million viewers. Uh, the number one show on cable Wednesday night in that key demographic. I mean, you got to be happy about how far this company has come and how popular and successful just a year and a half out that AEW is. Yeah, no, it's, it's really amazing. It's actually, you know, we've been through all the ups and downs, um, peak COVID, we're still making our way through COVID. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've been in Jacksonville for what seems like an eternity to me. I, I don't know how I feel about Jacksonville anymore, <laughs> considering that, that I've been there so much, but, um, you know, we, we've really just kind of weathered the storm and, and stayed strong in, uh, through all of this, which has really been really great. Cause uh, I'll be honest with you at the beginning of COVID, that was a scary time for everybody. Yeah. I feel like no one knew what the yeah. future looked like and, and where we were going to be. And then, you know, to cut to where we are right now with our rating being really positive at an all time high number one for the first time. I mean, that's amazing. Um, really proud of everybody and um, really eager 
to get back on the show because you know, you guys, you know, Brandy can't stay off the show for long, even though I haven't been on it since, since October, but you know, it's all about me, right? <laughs> wink, wink. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine, Brandy. And, and we understand that as well. Hey, well, let me ask you, what's like the go-to meal for you during this time? Ooh. You know, you know, what's, what's the thing that uh, the most frequent go-to meal that you crave the most? Yeah. So this is going to sound really strange. Um, honestly, the one thing that I can't say no to, it's so strange. It are ice chips. Like, Every time I think about ice chips, I want them, um, even though I don't want them. And there's so many times I'll fill up a glass with just ice chips from, you know, like from the fridge. Um, I just yep. will we'll fill it up and then be like, you know what? I don't want these. And then about three minutes later, they're gone. It's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what my wife's was. It was something that she never has done since but she loved grilled cheese sandwiches with the crust cut off and okay tomato soup and i would yeah no that sounds good i would just make tomato basil soup for and you know cut the cut the crust off the grilled cheese (laughs) like she liked yeah no i remember in the early stages i was uh i liked grilled cheese you know, for a little bit. I mean, it was like a couple days that I was like, yeah, grilled cheese is the best. And I was like, I'm not into it anymore. Um, and then I went through a phase of macaroni and cheese where I was like, yeah, macaroni and cheese is great. And then I was like, nope. And then I got, just got back to my normal, normal me. So I still have like my meals that my, uh, my trainer's husband is a, a chef. So he just makes me, you know, chicken and rice and salmon and stuff. And I eat that right now, but those ice chips, man, that's where it's at. Anytime anything's like off, I'm just like, I need ice chips. It's so strange. Isn't and then it? I put them in my drink to go, you know, to the gym. And then I sit there and eat them while, <laughs> while I'm at the gym. So I'm not even drinking water. I'm just sitting there like trying to find the ice chips and eating them. Was there something that the doctor told you not to have uh, as much of when you found out that you were with? Uh, yeah, they said, stop drinking you alcoholic. Um, so that, that was sad, (laughs) but, but, you know, I, I've really been, you, you know, some women, when they get in the third trimester, you know, doctors will, okay, you know, a glass of wine here or there, or, you know, a little bit of beer here and there. I've just, I've come this far. I might as well just wait. Cause when we get to the finish line, I'm probably going to ask the nurse in the hospital for an IV of Rosé. Um, and just shoot it into my veins and heal me. That's hilarious. Man, you sound just like my wife. Oh, my God. That's so funny. She was like, I can't wait for this kid to be here. I want a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, my God. I never that's, even thought That's the one thing it. Cody does not is not nice to me with. He's just indulging in his glasses of wine. Stop I saw him it. yesterday with a glass of wine and I just Bad wanted influence. to, I just wanted to pour it out like in front of them. I got to live like, my life, Mark. <laughs> I got to live my that life. Is, oh my God. That's come on, man. Don't do that. It's, oh, it's so sad, but, but I just keep, you know, saying I want my first glass to be, 
I want to cherish it. And I feel like right now I still have the nausea. I still don't feel great all the time. So it would be a waste to, you know, have my first glass and it just be like mediocre or, you know, me get a headache or something like that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I had to suffer a little bit and I'm sure that, uh, the mister over there is suffering a little bit. I, I, I'm a cigar smoker and I was the smell of a cigar yep. repulsed my wife when she was with, and I, I couldn't smoke for like, you know, 10 months. And yeah, um, no. speaking of that, yeah, he- I just got a Cody Rhodes cigar nice. uh, oh, man. this weekend. They're good. So American, I'm going to light American that Rebels? bad boy up. I'm yeah, sorry? no, I'm, I'm told that they're very good. I, I, you know, he, he can get outside and have a cigar and it, me not notice it. But yeah, nowhere in the house can it happen because I can smell that from a mile away. <laughs> and it does not smell good these days. Well, Ooh. my wife was repulsed by me uh, before she had the baby. <laughs> so that, that's a story for another day. Brandy, thank you so much for the time. Go rest. We appreciate you. We appreciate your hey, husband. Well, we can, what, Go I, ahead. I, I got... I got one more thing to tell you because you guys, you guys got got me on a great day. Do you know what today is? It's a special day. Uh oh. What? What's today? The today is the first filming of Roads to the Top. So I'm literally sitting here right now. They're rigging up the house. They're they've got. I'm in here in makeup. Um, we're we're getting ready to we're getting ready to start history here. So day one, wow. you got me. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Wow. Thank I you. you guys know, but Ro- Roads to the top is going like 30 seasons. I'm just joking. It's 30? not. I, I, I just said that because the showrunner standing here and I wanted to see his face. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I have to deal with this one. For wow. 30 well, seasons. Something's, something's got to take the place of the Kardashians being gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, fill man. That void. What a void. So we get what to see void. your baby grow up. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be up to her. If she's like me, she's going to avoid, like as a child, I did not want a lot of attention. So she's going to probably be elusive. She's like that in in the um, ultrasound pictures. Very hard to grab her. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to chime in super quick. Uh, Congratulations to Jacob. Uh, Seeing him on the mat was amazing. He's a grown man. I love it. Uh, It's amazing. Amazing. And then uh, LaGurka, you can kiss, kiss my ass. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. It's such a feel good moment, too, for him to say that. And then you got kicked in the balls. I heard something else about you, LaGreca. I heard you got stretched in the middle of the ring by Thunder Rosa. Is that true? You know, she did beat the hell out of me, Brandy. I still show the scars and the bruises I have all over my body. But I was able to walk out of that ring. And she still owes me an apology, that Thunder Rosa. So she oh still owes gosh. me an apology and a thank you for the biggest house in Mission Pro Wrestling history. So to answer your question, oh. yes, yeah, she beat the hell out of me last weekend. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. I, I guess if you are going to get embarrassed by somebody, Thunder Rose might would probably be the person. Uh, but man, Dave, I'm a little surprised. I wouldn't say embarrassed, Brandon. But you know what? Make sure you look out for those uh, Mr. Spock onesies that I'm going to be sending out soon. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Congratulations on everything. Cigar with it. 
And I know, I know, Cody, and I know, I know, Cody doesn't like me, but I, I really think you guys are an awesome couple. I love you guys so much. You're the power couple in pro wrestling, and we appreciate the time and everything you've done for this show. So thank you very much. Seriously. Oh, thank you, guys. You guys enjoy your Mother's Day weekends. I hope that you have a, a good time and you get to see, you know, your special, your special folks. I'm, I'm lucky my mom's here this weekend. So, oh, good. For Everybody you. have a. Yeah, yeah. So everybody have a great weekend. All right. Congratulations on everything. So thank you so much. Thank you for the time. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.